When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast. My name is Jeff Luck. I'm a motorsports writer for the Athletic, and each week I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver. Up next is Denny Hamlin driver for Joe Gibbs Racing and co-owner of 2311 Racing, as well as a podcast host for the Actions Detrimental podcast, which is, of course, uh, if you're a NASCAR fan, sort of the essential listen. You have to know what Denny's going to say when his podcast comes out on Monday, at least for me. As soon as it drops, I'm like, well, what did he say this time? What is his take on this? You got to know. So, of course, in the last couple years here, especially as he's become a team owner. Denny has become sort of one of the voices in the garage that the media can rely on, uh, along with Kevin Harvick, to speak for the drivers and let everybody know what's going on and what's on everybody's mind. So uh, been good content from Denny these last few years here. Speaking of content, just a content warning. There are a couple of swear words in this episode that are not bleeped. So if you have children in the car with you, maybe uh, save this episode for when the little ones are not around. Although maybe if you're uh, like Denny in the episode, uh, his kids have heard these words apparently, as you'll find out. So, uh, but just a warning if you're a parent and you don't want to hear uh, your, your kids to hear this or something, there are just a couple words that uh, are not for young ears. Anyway, this is a fun interview. A uh, little bit of background noise from the Air Titans that were on track at Michigan that rainy weekend when we recorded this. So that's the buzzing you'll hear in the background. But other than that, let's get right into it. All right, everybody, I'm back with another 12 questions with Denny Hamlin for, you just keep doing these for some reason. I don't know why you say yes. Maybe you didn't say yes. Uh, how many years is this now for you? Thir- it's 14, I think. 14? Yeah, I think so. Uh, have, I, have I done it each year that you've had it? I, Well, I think there might've been one in there. One year when you went, did you go winless one year? I did. Thank oh, yeah. You. I think <laughs> I don't think we did it that year. Yeah, that might, we might skip that one. <laughs> that was a bad year. <laughs> it was a bad year. Uh, but other than that, I think every year. So, yes, thank you for doing these. Um, so the first one is you must pick one chore or obligation to do every day for a year. But if you do it every day for a year, you never have to do it again for the rest of your life. So what would you like to knock out forever? Golly, what a fantastic opening question that (laughs) leaves me absolutely stumped oh man what is the one thing i hate to do uh i don't hate to do anything um i was gonna say go to the dentist but i mean i don't have 365 trips left (laughs) yeah right (laughs) your whole life yeah uh man i want to make sure i i just give you the right answer not the not i answer this is going to be a bit of a feminist answer, but skincare. Skincare? Like washing your face? The, just the whole regimen okay. in the morning. 
at night. Well, you I'm have really, fair skin, so I, I can see well, it's I'm working trying for to you. I, it, it, I, there's many steps that I have to take. You know, I, I realize um, that my body type is very... I'm just dehydrated a lot. Like yeah. it ta- I have to take in a ton of water. And so it's taken its toll being dehydrated on my skin. So I've, over the last, you know, probably five years, I've just, I really have this regimen that I stick to and I feel like it's helping. I, I might and, But it's to a pain in the ass and it takes a long time. And when you're tired and want to go to bed, that 15 minutes, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I mean, you might need to uh, offline sk- share your skin secrets because, as you could tell, mine I, I struggle with it. So, I'm older than you, Jeff. No, I'm older than you by two months. Really? Yeah. Well, September look, 1980. You look very nice for your age. Thank you very much. It's very. That's kind why of you. I said I was older than you. You look young. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, can you describe how you are as a passenger in a streetcar? I, I think I'm a passive passenger. Um, I usually will use that time to get on my phone and answer some emails. I'll go back in the old archive. Who have I pushed to the side and try to catch back up? Um, except unless there's just heavy braking, heavy acceleration. Definitely don't like that. Yeah. Right. I can understand that. What is an app on your phone that you love using and think more people should know about? Can I look? Yeah, sure. Okay. Charles Schwab. Okay, Charles Schwab. That's yeah. your, that's what you're managing. Because I, I saw a statistic about um, 30, 40 year old adults not having any savings and stuff, and I think people, if they would plan their financial future earlier in the life, I think it's easy to think about it when you're, um, you know, 40, 50 years old. You're like, oh shit! And I and I saw something that was like, the average 40 year old has like, I don't know. 3000 bucks or something total, mm. you know, and it's like, man, if you, my mom used to always tell me, man, if you just put away this when you're 20, here's the difference it makes when you're 60. And if you start when you're 30, this is the difference it makes when you're 60. And, um, luckily for me, I've just been super blessed with, you know, great investments that's worked out over time. Uh, but it's large and due to the financial advisors that I have that's been planning my future. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I think you're right on with that. Uh, what do you do to make yourself feel better when you're having a crappy day? Um, I found myself having a crappy day two days ago. I was just in a, a funk mood. I had a Zoom that I just didn't feel great about. And uh, I went to the race shop and I took molly there and she was playing around and instantly my day was better so uh, get me around my kids it's gonna make it better and i know that's a very easy cliche answer no that's i mean that's very true for my own life as well like i can relate to that uh okay so the next thing is is there just gonna be a really loud uh humming in oh, this yes. audio you'll you'll be able to hear the humming of the yeah. air Titans. it'll be a good souvenir of our michigan trip here yeah yeah um so I've been asking readers to submit Dear Abby type advice, life questions, and I'm just sort of mixing, matching with each driver, a different one every week. So I picked this one for you. This person says, my toddler has started saying swear words or copying what he hears his parents say when we're getting on his older sibling's case. What is the best way to get him to stop swearing? Do you have any advice for this person? 
Molly said her first cuss word the other day. Oh, yeah. And it was aimed at me. She says, Daddy, stop saying fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And to hear a five-year-old say that. Yeah. (laughs) Really got me right here in my soul. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But but she said it so purely. (laughs) Like, so... It was so clear. And I was just thinking... No, Molly. <laughs> no, 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 no. But they understand. Like, even when I'm in the car, I, I'm i playing music, and maybe it has it in there. It's not always the clean version. You, you turn on hits one, sometimes it's clean, sometimes it's dirty. Yep, yep. Right? And it's like, they do a good job of knowing when the words are coming up and then covering their ears because they know. <laughs> and then if they do hear it, I feel like they know at this point, don't say it. But what do you do to get them to stop? you have to somehow explain that this is an adult word and it's used to express yourself or explain the emotion you have behind a statement. It's no different than a alcoholic beverage. You're not allowed to do it until you turn a certain age because there's responsibilities that go with it. And so I would say that you have to somehow explain that it's like an adult beverage that one day you'll be allowed to say it but now is not the time it's just inappropriate right now at your age okay i like that i like that i might i might have to steal that because <laughs> we have a similar problem uh, um okay this next one's um sort of a topical society debate type thing so this one's about podcasts since you have podcasts so Right now, there's estimated to be three to five million podcasts in the world. You added yours to this crowded landscape this year. That said, should drivers have more podcasts than they do now? There's not very many that do. Um, like, has it been a positive or negative a negative for you overall? Well, it's been a positive for me. I mean, a, it's been a positive for me. A, I make pretty good money at it, and B it's what I was doing in the middle of the media center every weekend anyway. So I think that, um, it allowed me to expand upon ideas or comments that I had instead of, you know, getting taken a sentence here, sentence there from a media session, I'm able to explain a little bit more, um, about uh, a given topic. It's what I love to do. I mean, honestly, as busy as I am owning a team, driving for a team, and having a podcast, those are the three things that I love. I I love running a business, I love driving, and I love talking about our sport. Um, And I feel like the goal behind this was to give people the ins, so the people, the avid fan, an insider's perspective of what's going on that you maybe don't hear about. Um, a perspective from a driver that just got out of the race car three hours ago. Um, I think those were all really positives, and I think if more drivers did it, it would help expand. It's more content for our, our sport. I don't think you'll see a lot of it. I just think that um, many drivers are, are very bound by their teams on what they say, what they do. I've been very blessed to be with sponsors and teams that let me be me mm-hmm. and they're okay with that. So I think that, uh, it'll be tough. It, it's going to be tough to get them to do it, but you know, 
I, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see more drivers uh, have, a, have a weekly platform. Yeah, yeah, me too. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So this is a wild card question. So uh, two years ago uh, during championship for media day, you hinted about doing a mic drop if you won the championship. Since then, Truex has sort of openly fantasized about, well, not until he resigned, like it would be great to get to the end of the year and do a mic drop and just walk away. But there's contracts and things have to be decided uh, in our sport like a long well time in before. Advance. So is it possible that we could ever see someone uh, actually win the title and then immediately retire afterwards? Do you think that we'll ever see that? With contracts the way they are, it would be difficult. You would have to plan it. It would have to be almost in a year that you plan to call it quits that or have some sort of buyout in your contract. It's, it's very unlikely, uh, especially in our sport. It's not like it's not other like other pro sports where you're on a team and you're playing one other team in the Super Bowl, right? There's still many, many other drivers out there, many things that can change the outcome of your race. And so it's the odds of you doing it and what you have already planned as your final year, low, less than 2%. Yeah, okay. Um, in your career, what is the deal that came closest to happening that ended up not working out? You know, I really don't know how close it really was, but just I was close enough with Dale Jr. to have those conversations about moving to DEI. I mean, that was kind of the and, – and really I didn't even have conversations with executives. It was just him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never really was close – close to any other deals as far as any other teams now um, man I it's it's so difficult because as a as a driver that has representation right though if something comes to me it's it's pretty much it's here if you want to do it like it's not here's hey let me know this is what's going on it's getting close like I pretty much know it's either a done deal or not, and then okay. I have the choice to do it. So um, I would just say that my thought in my brain was at the time, man, I could go over to DEI and be teammate, teammates with Dale Jr. I really, I really contemplated that mm-hmm. for a little while. Interesting. Okay. Um, this seems like a stretch to think of you getting starstruck by somebody, but if there is a person, who is somebody you would be starstruck by when meeting them? Denzel Washington. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to me, he's just the, the goat of all acting. Just everything he's in, just amazing. I, I love the ability to change characters and just, yeah, he, he's that guy for me. Okay, interesting. Uh, what is the single most important skill a race car driver can possess? Racecraft. Hmm. I believe that um, racecraft gets you better finishes than what your 
speed or talent level will hmm. uh, managing of races with with cars and trucks and everything being so similar nowadays it's how do you manage the race how how do you um, outthink someone you know play play chess when others are playing checkers just thinking you got to go 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 all the time managing those risks I think racecraft is one of the things that um, and I think that it's probably that one of the easiest to learn I mean you can't learn talent you can't learn you know that just the natural ability to get speed out of a car I mean it's you can you can get better at it but there are some that just have an innate ability to be really fast I mean back in the day it was guys like Shane Meal and um, you know Tyler Reddick nowadays like Kyle Larson just they have so much speed and it's it's the racecraft that I really think that you know gets you the finishes that you deserve on any given weekend. Okay, very interesting. What life lessons from a young age stick with you and affect your daily decisions as an adult? Um, I would say that. I mean, probably just the work ethic that my dad instilled in myself. I mean. He was just one of those people who, uh, when I wanted to start racing, said, you know, this is this is your hobby, not mine. Like, mm. I'm not going out there and working on your race car for you. If you want to do it, you you go out there. You learn it. So, um, and then when you wreck it, you have to figure out how to get it back to the racetrack. Like, it wasn't like he wasn't a helper. He was right there on the team helping me. But he wasn't going to let me just sit in a chair and watch a bunch of people work on my car. So, mm. I think that work ethic instills the you know the most into um you know kind of who i am today and i you know it was the question about as a kid yeah or like a young adult i mean the other yeah. was mike ford's better find happiness in something other than winning my mm. rookie year because i was you know i was pouting because i wasn't winning and he's like dude you're going up against the best cup drivers you know tony stewart jeff gordon like who do you think you are like these guys are good, so to think you're going to come in here and just start winning races like you were in late model, like you better find happiness in something other than winning because you're going to lose way more than you're going to win in this sport. The best, mm. the best drivers our sports ever seen win less than ten percent of the time. So get used to it. Super interesting. Yeah. Okay, so um, each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next interview. The last one was with Michael McDowell, and um, I'll play his question uh, for you here. Okay. Or give you a straight answer. Ask him if he takes any supplements or any sort of diet or nutrition that has allowed his heart rate to stay so low in the car. Um, because I have asked medical experts. I've asked really, really smart people. And they say that it's almost impossible what he's achieving in the race car. Even if he was the greatest athlete in the world and and was a marathon runner and all these things that it's almost impossible what he's doing so i just want to know if that is a god-given gift or if he has the secret sauce and he doesn't want to share it and he can answer it hey i i'm not telling you that's okay i just need to know <laughs> wow. so good question what a question man Boy, talk about putting me on the spot there, Michael <laughs> McDowell. Um, 
The answer is it's both. Uh, I, I won't tell you the, the secret sauce, but there's certainly there's things as far as beverages that we uh, put in the car that I found a good mixture for, all that is tailored to me. Um, yes, diet plays a, plays a role. And then as a person, I play a role in keeping my heart rate low. Um, I, I do believe that um, keeping your heart rate low during pressure situations allows you to make the best decisions. I mean, it's so hard. I mean, I, I notice it when I'm golfing, if it's in a, you know, on the hole 18 and I got to hit it on the green, I'm 150 out. Like my heart rate starts going crazy. And I'm like, and you typically don't hit the great shot, right? I mean, we see it all the time in, in sports, but in racing, I just, I've gotten my cockpit fit perfectly to me where I'm in a very comfortable position. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a pie that has a lot of different recipes in it that, that equal the comfort level that allows me to be so calm in the car. Um, and it's taken a long time for me to get it that way. Hmm. Super interesting. Okay. Well, I bet he'll be, uh, interested to <laughs> try to, try to feel, feel Good it. Good question. Your, uh, yeah. Uh, so the next interview, I don't know who's doing with, so, uh, you can either do a question that I can ask anybody or when I know who it is, I can double back with you and, uh, get a specific one. It's up to you. I would ask someone if you early in your career had the opportunity to go to cup three years before you did, but in those three years you were going to be with a marginal team at best and it was going and you were going to struggle and then risk your ability to ever get a good ride, a top tier team. Would you take that risk, gain the three years experience, and bet on yourself to make it to the next level, even though your results are gonna be very marginal? Or be patient, stay in lower series for those three years, and then go right to a top tier team? Hmm, I love that. I love that, it's a great question. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you once again for, for doing this and uh, let me know the secret sauce and skincare routine. <laughs> I will. All right, thanks. <laughs> thanks. All right, everybody, there you have it. Denny Hamlin on the 12 Questions podcast. And uh, I do know now who the next interview will be. So that question Denny just asked will be for his friend, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I thought that question not only applied to Ricky, but with Daytona coming up, uh, the next episode for those of you who listen um, when it when it comes out, Ricky obviously is the defending Daytona 500 winner, so figured it would be a good week to have him on the podcast. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this one. Thanks, as always, for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the 12 Questions Podcast.